Welcome to Let's Talk About Women, a podcast where we talk about women's mental health across the reproductive lifespan. My name is Franziska Weinmer and I'm a doctoral candidate of the International Research Training Group 2804. And with this podcast, we want to share insights from interdisciplinary research on women's mental health. We will talk to experts in fields of neuroscience, psychology, biology and medicine, but also shed light on ongoing doctoral projects among our PhD candidates to get insights into state-of-the-art and hot-topic research. We hope to reach not only fellow researchers inside and outside the area of women's mental health, but also people interested in science and curious about this topic, and perhaps spark new inspiration and conversation. In this short introduction episode, we kick off the podcast with Professor Dr. Birgit Dantel from the University of Tübingen here in Germany and Professor Dr. Inga Sundström Poroma from Uppsala University in Sweden. They both collaborated and initiated this international research group that is dedicated to understanding hormonal transitions in women and how these relate to behavior, mood and health. I'm very honored to have you both here today and excited to dive into this topic together with you. So welcome, first of all. Um, and my first question to you would be, why is there a need to look at women's mental health? Well, if I start, uh, for me, it's all about the women. Uh, I'm a gynecologist by training, which means that all the patients I see all day long are women. And I see the hardships. I see the crisis they go through. I see the responsibility they take for for their family, for their parents, for their work life. And uh, so for me, it's it's been an aim of, I think, my entire scientific career to help women have better lives because I think they they really deserve it. Uh, so, and, and on top of that, of course, this is a relatively under, understudied area of research. So for that reason, it's, it's wonderful to have this opportunity to work with the German colleagues at the end of my career uh, and, and really delve into the subject of, of women's mental health. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and maybe Professor Birgit-Dante, you can also say um, why there is also the need to specifically look at women as separate from men in this regard. So I started out mainly looking at sex differences. Uh, and when we did so, we, we, for several um, topics like emotional recognition, we could see that females um, are better or perform worse than men. So we saw these sex differences. But then it's not only about women and men or females and males. It's also about what... Um, in which phase is the woman or the female? Because we also found that the menstrual cycle is influencing emotional recognition, for example. So those were the starting points, um, the first studies I did in this regard. And then when I searched the literature, there was not much that we could say. And then if you look for other topics like hormonal contraception, you will see that there is a positive then for pregnancy and then for any other of these hormonal transition periods. So that was uh, also one of the starting points that we lack the data and that we lack the information and that we know that 
For example, millions of women take hormonal contraceptives, but we actually don't know much about how this influences their social uh, behavior, their emotional competences, and also, of course, the brain being the organ that is kind of driving uh, these competences. So that was also one of the reasons, and I'm, I'm, I'm so happy and honored to have this uh, IRTG together with Inga, uh, because I think we need the data, we need to investigate this, and we need to also make the field see the relevance of the data that we are collecting and the relevance of the topic. So it is under-investigated, and the IRTG wants to contribute in a way to kind of collect data, but to also train our doctoral researchers, such as yourself, in this interdisciplinary field of women's mental health. Yeah, thank you. That was that was very um, very interesting to hear. Um, and now you also addressed uh, the the topic and the reason why there could be such a such a focus so important to look at women's mental health. That is the topic of hormones, um, and that is, as far as understood now, um, the reason why it is so important to look at women across the reproductive lifespan is also the name of the IATG is called as separate from men can you maybe um, talk about or just basically um, introduce a little bit um, about the different hormonal phases a woman undergoes throughout her reproductive lifespan and what maybe changes with um, the mental health in that regard Oh, you want me to talk about the hormones? The of course, of course. <laughs> I'm the gynecologist. Well, <clears throat> when you think about what hormonal changes a woman undergo throughout her reproductive li lifespan, um, you realize that being a woman is all about being able to adapt because you have to adapt to these hormonal changes that just seem to be ongoing all the time. You have the menstrual cycle, which entails quite substantial variation in hormone levels for the four weeks of, of every menstrual cycle. But that on top of that, you probably at some point in your life need to take hormonal contraceptives, which for the main part means that you will take quite high levels of hormones when you are trying to protect yourself from, from unplanned pregnancies. And then on top of that, you will most likely one or two times in your life be pregnant, which means that you undergo the most massive hormonal changes that anyone could think about. Uh, if a pregnancy wasn't a natural thing, nobody would ever dream of exposing women to those kind of hormone levels that a pregnancy actually does, because that means that hormone levels are about 100 times increased. And in some respect, that type of increase can also be dangerous to women uh, during a pregnancy, because a pregnancy is a life threatening event if you're not if you don't have access to modern healthcare and then of course after a pregnancy you breastfeed which will turn you into a menopausal woman for some months before your menses resume after the pregnancy so it's all about adaptation how the female brain can adapt to all of these changes and then finally of course menopause then it all stops And in contrast to men who sort of maintain their testosterone levels throughout life, women don't. Their estrogen 
production ceases when they when they uh, turn menopausal, which happens around the age of 50. And after that, you might have minute, very, very small uh, or tiny levels of estrogen in, in your body, but it's nothing comparison. So we have to adapt to all of that. And, and I find it interesting that we do so without going crazy uh, from time to time and, and without dying from time to time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a really beautiful answer. Thank you. And I think that's also what brings us now to the topic where we are um, looking at this um, at women's mental health from an interdisciplinary um, perspective, because um, what you also now mentioned at, at some points um, is that the hormones itself not only fluctuate within the woman's body, but they also have an effect on the brain. And with this, of course, also certain other functions, um, social, affective, emotional um, functions. And um, yeah, maybe there's something else that you can tell about uh, why, where is like the link between the sex hormones, the brain and um, for example, emotional functions, which then circle back to mental health? So yes, of course, that is uh, something that we uh, know about and also have some data, but we, always need more, um, that menstrual cycle, hormonal contraceptives, pregnancy influence, for example, cognitive uh, aspects. We um, have data on memory performance. We have data on emotional uh, capacities, such as emotional recognition. But also, for example, we are just starting to look into emotional regulation. One of the very interesting factors, because it is... Um, transdiagnostic, meaning that many patients, uh, irrespective of the disorder, have actually problems in up and down regulating their emotions, and that this could be something that is also related to the menstrual cycle, for example, and whether how emotional regulation is, for example, influenced by menopause, this is something of interest, uh, but we don't have that many data on that. So um, this is then also showing us that there is an interaction between the hormones, between cognitive and emotional abilities, of course, between the brain then also, the brain being a plastic organ that is adaptive, of course, to the hormonal phases, to the current life situation of females and males, but then Uh, is also the organ, of course, that is contributing to our mental health. And um, this interaction between your mental health status, your hormonal transition phase, and your cognitive and emotional abilities is something that we want to investigate systematically uh, in the ITG by looking into, just as two examples, stress reactivity, for example, and the other one would be reward learning. So how do I deal with positive aspects? How do I respond to rewards uh, that are presented to myself? Um, and that's what we're going to do. So now that you also talked about the um, International Research Training Group and what you're doing there with different projects um, that we would definitely hear more about in uh, future and upcoming episodes, um, I just want to ask you, uh, what is like the overall aim or goal of the training group that you now initiated? Um, where do you want to go with this research? Of course, gathering more data um, and looking at more data is important, but do you have an overall aim for the research group? Absolutely. Uh, the overall 
overall aim is really to prevent and prevent mental health disorders in women and to treat them and improve treatment. Uh, that's, I think, the, the overall goal. And uh, I should also say that we have a research center at Uppsala University since a few years back uh, with the exact same name. It's called WOMER, uh, Women's Mental Health During the Reproductive Years. So also at Uppsala, we're working quite hard at this with PhD students and having this multidisciplinary approach because we think that in order to accomplish this, what we want, to prevent and to treat, find better treatments, uh, it's not just good enough with medicine uh, anymore. We need to have psychology on board, we need to have humanities, social science, and also technology on board to advance this area of research. Uh, so that would be my overall aim, improve the lives of women by having better ways of identifying what they're suffering from and better ways to treat them. That is, of course, the aim of the IRTG as well, uh, to collect the data, as you just stated, because we are lacking data to um, prevent, but also to detect these vulnerability faces and to really pinpoint them and to also see patterns that probably arise during the reproductive years uh, that could be used as a vulnerability marker on the one hand side, on the other hand, also as a protective factor. So what makes them resilient uh, during these phases? And I think that is actually the beauty. Also alone, the IITG couldn't do this. And that's why we need a strong partner. And Wumha is the strong partner uh, to actually to do this together. Because just one side alone is not enough. And we need much more data. And we need much more des disciplines to work together. And this will take years to actually establish this. But we are on our way. And um, our aim is to really uh, improve the detection, the diagnostics, but also the prevention of mental health and then of course the treatment should females women be suffering from mental health or mental disorders how can we improve also the treatment how can we individualize also the treatment okay so thank you first of all for sharing these insights and explaining the project very broadly that you've initiated for now we will come to an end in this first episode and i thank you both very much professor dr birgit dantel and professor dr enger sundström proma for your time um, but we will be back soon to cover topics like what makes a woman what happens to mothers during pregnancy how do oral contraceptives affect our social and emotional functions female brains in the transition to menopause what changes and is it permanent what impact has psychosexuality on women's mental health and different phases of the reproductive lifespan? What is the effect of anti-estrogenic treatment on mental health and breast cancer patients? Do women have different stress reactions during cycle phases and when using hormonal contraception? How is reward processing influenced during hormonal transition phases? And are there female-specific genetic risk factors for mental health? I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are excited to hear more about this topic in upcoming episodes of Let's Talk About Women.